So the real rock stars here at Discovering Western New York are to me the small business owners that we're fortunate enough to be able to work with every day. As the saying goes, they are truly the lifeblood of your local community. One of my favorite aspects of my job here at Discovering Western New York is our interviews. You know, they're really good folks, and they run these businesses with all their heart, uh, and we're really fortunate enough uh as it is to be able to just do the show that we do. Uh, but these conversations that we have with these business owners are really special. Um, and, you know, we don't have uh, enough time in the five minutes and 30 seconds or so uh, that we feature uh, the business profiles on uh, Discovering Western New York. And it's really important to me um, to be able to bring these long-form conversations uh, to you guys. Um, you know, we only brush the surface of them on the show. We really just have a good old one-on-one conversation about anything and everything, and the conversations just flow. You know, they go pretty much anywhere and everywhere, and they really allow the business owners and managers to stretch out, get comfortable, share their thoughts and their advice and their hard-won knowledge about running a business, uh, which I personally think is invaluable to everyone. In this episode, Bob from The Fitting Place in West Seneca and I discuss a few off-topic subjects, uh, such as where Buffalo fits into the cultural mix between the East Coast and Midwest, his business ideology, and what he attributes his long-term stability to, uh, as well as some first-hand news about a West Seneca development project I knew absolutely nothing about and uh, I really am looking forward to. Uh, we did have some equipment issues the day I was in Bob's shop. Uh, we were down a mic, um, and uh, the other mic wasn't uh, really up, uh, wasn't set right, um, so the audio isn't the best. Uh, we'll recover off of that uh, on the next podcast, but you know, the heart is there and that's all that matters. Uh, we'll catch up with the replacement mic on the next episode. How did you get started in the business, Bob? Well, I saw a need for a good children's shoe store. Children's feet are all malleable and they're all made out of cartilage. And I realized that no one in Western New York was addressing this, so that's why I got started in the business. And were you in the business prior to this? I've been in the shoe business for 50 years now. I've owned this store for 23 years. Uh, I was in the adult shoe business, and then I realized the importance of fitting children. So that's why I got involved in the children's business. Right. I was telling uh, Sherry yesterday, <laughs> when I was a kid, we would go and get shoes for the family. Uh, this is back in the 70s. None of this really was out there. You know, people just didn't have the care. So I would get shoes that didn't fit right, that didn't feel right, and it really affects your day, you know. And, and that's the concept of this store. We're a fitting store. We carry a variety of widths and different sizes. Every child's foot is a little bit different. And we don't fit the child to the shoe, we right. fit the shoe to the child, and that's the, our philosophy. Yeah, and that's a, a big sea change, Absolutely. actually. Yeah, Absolutely. and I was seeing that yesterday, uh, you know, with Suzette when she was fitting uh, the children that were in here. Yes. You know, and you can tell that the parents appreciated it, and even the kids appreciated it, too. You know, I was telling Sherry a story. Do you remember uh, there was um, these earth shoes in the 70s? Do you remember those? I remember those. I, yeah. was, I was around for that. <laughs> so, Never understood that concept. <laughs> me neither. So, and I remember I was getting a parent. I was in fifth grade, and they hurt for months. So you have to think about, and this is, uh, I think, something that we think about now, but we didn't think about then. And, you know, my dad's philosophy was, I'll just deal with it, you know, but every day. I remember those days, too. <laughs> right, right, because yeah, you got what you got, right? Exactly. But every single day, uh, it affected me. It affected my ability to concentrate. It well, was always a distraction. It's your foundation. That's what you're yes. walking on all day. And I always say to people, you wouldn't buy a home that was built on a bad foundation. So why would you try to fit yourself in your own shoes? Go to a professional who knows what they're doing because you're dealing with different kinds of feet. Right. High-end steps, low-end steps, wide heels, narrow heels, all kinds of issues. And you want to make sure you're getting the right shoe. Mm -hmm. 
That's sure a lot about feet, but I suppose in Bob's line of work, you better know what you're talking about. Um, and to go hand in hand with that would be the fitting place's longevity as a business, which we'll find more about right now. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, the longevity of the business? Like, what, how do you feel? What differentiates you from, you know, the other corporate stores? Fit, absolutely. Yeah. All my employees are professionals. They know how to fit shoes. I do not allow them to sell a shoe to my customers unless they've worked with me for at least six months. So it's the training aspect. Training, and absolutely. finding the right people out of the gate. Right. Absolutely. You, well, when someone walks in and wants a job with me, the first thing I ask them is, do you like kids? And their answer is always, I love kids. And then I look at them and say, do you really love kids? Because if you don't, I can't use Because you. you have to, because it's never, sometimes it's not easy. It's right. Well, yeah, right. It, it's, it's definitely an exciting business because you're dealing with little tiny kids in there. Jumpy they have, and moody. And, and they have yeah. no prejudice. I mean, they tell you everything. I know a lot of secrets about people that I shouldn't know about. Because <laughs> they just God bless them, you know. So Bob reminds me of the classic small business shopkeeper. He really has that solidity of character and sense of ground to him that makes me picture him in a shop somewhere in the Midwest in a small, dusty, windswept town out on the plains. You know, and uh, every time I talk to him, I simply can't get the image out of my head. Uh, he's just a great, solid person. And in conjunction with this thought, uh, I couldn't help but bring up the similarity Buffalo seems to have to the Midwest. Um, I have to say I was and I wasn't surprised by Bob's response. You know what I noticed, uh, my perspective when I came back? We seem to have more in common with the Midwest here. I always tell people, we're, we're, we're a mid, 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 Midwestern town, no yeah. doubt about it, yeah, absolutely. It really has that feel. Like, whenever I go to the Midwest, the um, consideration and the mellowness of the people and the generosity and the warmth and uh, the calm that you feel yep. is totally similar. Uh, and then the closer you get to the East Coast, like with Boston and New York, it gets pretty, like... You know, I love that Bob agreed, uh, only because it selfishly reinforces my image of him as this Midwestern shop owner uh, out on the Great Plains or low rolling hills of the Ohio countryside somewhere. Uh, but listen on, and I'm sure you'll agree. I, I don't associate with the East Coast. No, I don't either. I, I think, I think we're, we're Ohio. I think yeah. we're Pennsylvania. We're Illinois. Yeah. We're part of that. Yeah. Once you seem to almost like uh, mid uh, Finger Lakes, it seems to switch over to this different susceptibility. Uh, yeah, Albany West, definitely. Yeah, you feel it. Like in, having lived in Boston for four years, and I traveled extensively in the East Coast. Like it is a completely different animal there. But we get lumped into that. To be sure, you know. You know what when you travel when you travel people you're from New York they got that edge right yeah, oh right okay away. here well in California too because everybody's so mellow there it's fun it's yeah. funny because I had a, a customer two weeks ago from New York City and and I could tell she was because there was a different different kind of personality going right and she introduced herself and says I'm from the city I knew exactly what she was talking about. It's eight hours away. Yeah. And it, it she negates. didn't say New York City. She just said, I'm from the city. Isn't that now, funny? that could be Lockport. That could be Buffalo. Right. But I knew exactly what she meant. Because she felt that. Personality. Right. Yep. Exactly. And it, it's such an ego thing. Like, in California, it was the same thing. If you were from the Bay, from San Francisco, you called it the city. And I was like, well, wait a second. There's Sacramento, Oakland, San Jose. Especially California. Uh, what, they got seven of the top ten cities yeah. in the United States in California. Yeah, and then a lot of them are right around the bay, but yeah. it's still, San Francisco's still the city, and it's yeah. like an attitude thing there. And it's like one of the few attitudes yeah. that California seems to have. And they were wonderful people, and it was interesting because, again, it's a different taste. Uh, where my customer locally will buy one or two pairs of shoes, 
She tried to own all kinds of shoes and said, okay, she wants to see a variety. Then she says to me, I'll take them off. And I go, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. That's awesome. One of the aspects that I love digging into here with these interviews are the tales of inception, as I like to call them. Um, how, out of all the options you had in life, uh, did you choose this one specific thing to pursue? So you've been in business uh, for 20 plus years, yes, and uh, obviously that is a great success. Um, so how did you get started in the business? Well, I saw the need, the desire for a good children's shoe store because children's feet are constantly changing and they're all cartilage and they have to have a proper fit. And I realized nobody was doing that in the area, so that's why I started the store. Awesome. Okay. And then, um, so what do you uh, attribute your longevity to? Well, definitely we are uh, filling a need for the community. And it's definitely a passion we love to do. All my staff loves to work with children. And that's, that's what I always tell my, my, anyone who wants to work in the store. Do you love children? Right. Level one. And if they, if they say yes, then I look at them and say, do you really love children? Because if you don't, I can't use them. Right. Exactly. Because this isn't just about, you know, uh, liking kids. Everybody loves kids. But you, you have, have to get that love... rapport with yes. the child. Not so much yeah. the parents. The rapport with the child. Right. Because that's how you're going to find out if the shoe fits. If they're going to just sit there and not try to try the shoe out. Right. It's not going to help. Because they can, and, you know, kids are apprehensive with strangers sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you can break down that barrier, you're home free. Right, because at the end of the day, they're your customer. You know, at the end, so they may go home and they may have said, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. But then they leave and they're complaining about the shoe to because you didn't have that rapport with them. So they can break down that wall and be honest enough and say, hey, I don't like this. Exactly. I'm not comfortable. And if you look around, this is a kid-friendly store. Yeah. And what we want them to forget about is that shoe on their foot. Right. You want to see what they can do with the shoe. And that's what we do. We observe how they walk in the shoe. And that's how we know if we got a good fit or not. Awesome. If you've been following my vlog, uh, you'll know the place in my heart that Southgate Plaza will always have. Uh, it's played a huge role in my formative years, uh, as it was really the only place we had to go of its type uh, that was accessible to us. Um, you know, it was a relatively quick walk or an even speedier bike ride uh, to get there. Um, and Bob actually uh, told me uh, during this interview about some very recent and very great news um, that West Seneca has planned for the second phase of its development plan uh, that started with the library reconstruction. Southgate Plaza um, is really West Seneca's main street. It's the heart and the hearth uh, and the economic engine of this town. And Absolutely. I wouldn't want to have my business anywhere else. This is the hub of the entire South Town. Not just West Seneca. You're talking East Aurora, Hamburg. This is the hub of the South Right, because you don't see anything like this in any of those other towns. This is a really large footprint. I get, I get customers from Hamburg, East Aurora, Alden. Orchard Park, they all come to West Seneca to come to Southgate Plaza because it's a community-oriented plaza. And I don't know if you're aware of this, they're actually going to redo Union Road now where it's going to be walk-friendly. Right, and I didn't know that Huge, huge sidewalks, lots of trees, a lot of free spaces where you can sit and just watch. Really? Looking forward to it. Wow. So I come from a long-time small business of uh, 32 years in the South Towns of Buffalo. Uh, and this right here, uh, the show and podcast and magazine and uh, so forth, is an equally small business. Um, small business is what I do. It's what I eat, sleep, and breathe. Uh, and it's what I believe in. Um, so, you know, the advice that somebody like Bob, uh, who has been in business for decades, can give is truly invaluable. 
Owning a small business is not the easiest thing in the world to do, and you, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to love it. Yeah. So, um, not, not a nine-to-five job. And is that would that be your prime advice uh, to aspiring small business owners? Uh, it's just go with your passion. Go with your passion. With Follow your, passion. your heart. If you're worried about uh, working a couple extra hours, it's not for you. Go with something you would love to do and watch it grow. Yes, exactly. You have to water it. You know, it's like a plant. You nurture it, and you have to water it, and you don't see that a lot. And people get the uh, they feel that if they open their business, there's going to be a certain amount of time they'll be able to work X amount of hours, and then it'll go down to a normal position. And it never, never, no, never it has. never does. It only make sure it's your passion. If you're yes. going to do it, make sure it's your passion. Awesome, that's great advice, Bob. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Good to see you. Awesome. So that's about it from Bob and I and my afternoon at the Fitting Place in West Seneca uh, at Southgate Plaza. I hope you enjoyed this conversation uh, in spite of the audio issues and the equipment malfunctions. Uh, and you got to learn a little bit about this wonderful business and the man who's at the heart of it all. Discovering Western New York's Behind the Show podcast can be heard on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, and of course our site at discoveringwesternnewyork.com, among a good dozen other places around the web. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.